another day of sun or clouds in my case where I'm living at the moment but uh, this is the second episode of the Scrap Paper Pioneers podcast and today we are talking about doing things differently. What a time we're living in at the moment. It is crazy. So today I thought it'd be really cool to jump into talking about building agility and leadership and change because there's so much happening in the world right now. We have a global pandemic, the coronavirus, that um, is just causing so much suffering and I know there are so many people grieving at the moment and yeah, just a new way of life that we're all having to adjust to. And so our hearts go out to everyone who's been affected in this time. And yeah, mate, it's it's a crazy space to be living in. And the pandemic has just resulted in so many people needing to kind of shape up or ship out in businesses or make huge adjustments in their families or even your mindsets and your approach and, and how we like approach uncertainty in our lives not fully knowing what tomorrow or next week or a few months down the line is going to hold is is just a crazy space to be living in and we totally acknowledge that and so whatever ways you've been affected by the time just just kind of take a moment and think about that I guess because we've all had to build a, a new and kind of higher level of agility when you're living in uncertain times it's just a given you have to learn how to be agile and and change as situations change and so how can we take this kind of ability to be agile in our lives that we've developed as a result of an external factor that's happening and and agility in our businesses that many of us have been forced to kind of change following the spread of a global pandemic how can we take that and continue it and strengthen it and use it to our advantage so to everyone who's done things differently in this crazy time just huge ups to you eh? give yourself a pat on the back if you haven't taken the chance to think or even write down some things you've had to change whether it's one or or 15 um, however big or small they were in this kind of time just take a moment to kind of think back and look at your responses to having to change and how you've changed and acknowledge how hard it can be sometimes to shift things because it's so easy just when things are happening to keep going and and run past all this crazy stuff that you've done um when we're so resilient we've we've got it back up and made things happen and taken on a challenge and shifted things so totally just acknowledge that because I think it's so powerful and agile people I've been seeing everywhere agile people running businesses um, with their families some of the things I've kind of observed the most in these people are that they're open-minded they're willing to look for ways of doing things differently that are potentially out of routine or habit or a bit bizarre and yeah they're just willing to kind of explore new options and with new options comes the possibility of of failure not just the possibility but almost certainty that things aren't always going to go to plan and another thing is that they can see the other side of the story and they don't take things so personally so 
when things change, it's very, very easy sometimes to kind of um, just jump to conclusions about what people are saying or doing, maybe without fully understanding what's happening for them. And so, yeah, these people who are agile extend a lot of grace to people who are around them, that they work with and their families in times of change, which I think is so, so cool because as things shift, people process things differently. And so when you're giving space and grace for someone else to be able to um, adjust to the change, it's such a great way of leading um, the people or the space that you work in or live in, which is really cool. The other thing is people who are agile ask questions. This is such a big one, which we're going to touch on quite a bit today, is asking questions and the power that 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 has because a question kind of leaves no stone unturned if you can ask the right questions you can look at something that you have from all the angles and explore it in a totally new way that can make you see things from a completely different perspective and they're so powerful just at going okay so this is maybe how we've done things before Uh, Is this how it has to be going forward, which I think is so, so cool. So we're going to look at kind of asking questions and how they can help you to build your agile services, products, routines, lives, whatever it is. And we'll look at a few exercises of how you can build agility and be a leader in whatever the spaces you operate in, whether it's your family, your home or your workplace. So let's get to it. So in these times, I've seen some incredible stuff. I don't know if you've ever heard the saying, but there's the saying that innovation comes from limitation. And it's something I've been thinking about um, and bringing up in discussions with friends and, and projects that I'm working on. And it's so, so true. I have seen so many people just pivoting their events, their business models, Um, their whole lives and how they run their life or their normal routine with their families and their households, totally pivoting and changing things up, Um, sometimes in ways that may be harder than what it was before and sometimes maybe things were were really cool that came out of the change. But So there's a few examples, like one of my friends runs a music tutoring business and um, a while ago he was telling me just about how hard he worked to kind of set up his service and run it to such a high standard virtually to be able to continue to support his his students and that's just one example of of a business that's totally pivoted how they operate in such a short space of time like I think it was a few days um and just getting it up and running which I think is incredible and those kinds of stories are so amazing because they're just everywhere. People who have been forced in a way to approach things differently. And like even my workplace fast-tracked this kind of online system that they'd had in the works and got it up and running in like a number of weeks um, to what would have been potentially a couple of years worth of process of, of introducing it and getting staff working online and able to work remotely, which is so, so cool. And all these kinds of examples, I think are just fantastic and they're everywhere and we realize that things maybe can't be the same if we can't meet in person but it's like 
people just ask the question instantly of like, okay, how can we continue to do this thing or provide the essence of the service or the event or the product and deliver it in a new way? And it's like an instant, okay, I've received, like I think of the sport netball, you you receive the ball and then you pivot, like it's just that really quick turn. And we can't kind of expect to be able to transfer our whole kind of live event online and provide the exact same experience but how can we take the essence and maybe change its shape so we're still providing the why or what we really want to give from this event and we're able to go okay if we can't make it the same how can we make it even better or with what we can provide, how can we make it so fantastic? Like a project I'm working on at the moment, they were looking at doing an event um, in a few months' time, and it's just really not wise for them to be planning for that still. And so they're looking at how they could provide um, the same kind of space for people to learn and get educated and, and be motivated to take action, but then doing it not in person or in a different format which is crazy but one of the questions that I brought to the group was okay if we can't do it the same or be able to kind of provide the same experience in in person how can we make what we can do as good as possible or it enables people to still love it and enjoy it and have fun taking part which I think is so cool and you can just ask those questions like this is just thinking of a live event but I think it applies to any aspect of life like does it have to be live in person is it something people can tune into in their own time like what kind of support do they need for accountability or resources or um, if you want people to come alongside like could you flip them a text during the week and be like hey how's this going or um if if it's with your family and, and you totally had to shift some things, maybe you can't go on your family holiday, that really sucks. And um, there's so many things that people are struggling with right now, but how could you have a holiday in your own home or in your own town? Have you explored what's around where you live? All those kinds of things. Just looking at shifting and asking those questions of, this is the thing that I really want to this product to give my customers or this is the thing I really want to do with my family that maybe for some reason you can't do the way you've always done it. And if you're willing and in the position to kind of ask those questions and be open to change, you can take the essence of the thing and then shift it entirely and maybe it would look completely different. But you're totally, like, it's totally possible. And we've seen so many examples of people doing this, which I just think is so cool. Yeah, and, and a side note as well, if you're in a job, a team or a company kind of um, situation, I really encourage you, no matter where you sit in a hierarchical kind of structure or leadership position, ask those questions like, who says things have to be done the way they've always been done? Or how could we do this differently? So if you're in the position to explore what a step 
in a new direction or um, something that's different to what your company's always done or what your family's always done, um, if you're in that position to be able to ask those questions, that is such an incredible opportunity. Um, And you've got the space to be able to ask questions like, what do you want? Or um, what do you, your team or your family or um, even your users or the people who you usually are serving, what do they want? Take that time to kind of ask those questions and really listen as well and go, okay, what is it that my service or that this thing really aims to do? What is its overall aim or what's the why? What are we trying to achieve? What's it's behind what we do? And once you kind of dig into that, it's really great because you've got almost a central target that all the rings around the outside can change their shape, but you've got this one consistent thing in the middle that you know this is what sits behind my work or this is what sits behind why I have this relationship with this person. Um, And if you've got that really clear consistent goal it makes it a little bit easier to be able to shift the outside shape in a way which is so cool it's so cool um and we totally acknowledge as well this is really challenging stuff and I would just really encourage you to kind of be making more time for yourself at the moment and take time and space just make sure you're doing well as well and check in with people just keep being kind but yeah it's kind of like how can you create those spaces so that your purpose your kind of purpose-driven project or whatever it is that you're working on or whatever you're a part of that people are at the center and the heart of what you're doing or keeping in touch with your customers or the people you work with their feelings and needs and it makes it really natural in a way to kind of look at improving your service or changing how you're running to kind of better support them because that's the thing about doing things differently is things change so often anyway that it can be so exhausting and consistency can be the only thing that you're wanting in a way but with this ever-changing world, consistency is so hard. But if you know what you're aiming to do or your purpose behind why you do what you do and how you spend your time, it makes it a lot easier because that's the thing that is consistent. And then you've got all these external factors that can come in, but you've got this one thing internally that you're like, okay, this is what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And therefore I will... Just look at doing this in a different way. So create an environment where asking questions is welcomed and championed. I think that that is so important for when you're looking at changing anything or even just improving what you already have. Create a space where Asking obvious questions is okay because often the obvious questions unpack bias or assumptions that you've already made. So for example, say I own a business and we sell 
I don't know, a chapstick. And I and my team have created an environment where it's totally okay for everyone to ask ridiculous questions that may seem just really stupid. Like, why do we put chapstick in a little container? Um, Why is it not in a five liter tub? I don't know, just asking really bizarre questions that you're kind of like, ah, well, that doesn't really make sense. I don't know why you're asking it. But often it just unpacks those really ingrained things that you feel like are known or are the given in a way. And when you can question what's the given things, um, it gives you the space to be able to go, oh yeah, why do we do things like that? Why is it that chapstick's always being housed in small containers? Um, Why is that important? Why do we not sell chapstick in a five liter tub? And just asking random questions like that are really cool because you might find that the reason you have a small tub for your chapstick is so that it's accessible and easy for people to carry around and then you ask the question okay is the chapstick container something that is actually easy for people to carry around is it easy for people who don't have bags on them to take with them everywhere Um, and if not then why is the design of our current container not able to be kind of put in a pocket if, if people don't have pockets on them, what happens then? Really, questions like that and just really unpacking the simple things that are kind of assumed already is a great way of, of looking at changing things and just continuing to be agile in your business when we're un- in uncertain times, but change happens so often anyway, it's such an important skill for us to be able to do is ask good questions. And so create that space. So when you walk into a space, it can be very, very hard because you kind of, like I find, if I walk into a space where the energy is really low, people are like super unmotivated and it's really challenging to walk into that space and bring a level of motivation and energy and enthusiasm because I want to just be able to adjust to what everyone is doing. It, It almost seems like it's far too hard to shift the atmosphere in a way. So how can you shift and create an atmosphere, whether it's in your team or your home or your workplace, where you don't just adjust to what everyone else is doing or how things normally roll, like your normal process or um, the normal way that things happen, routine or habit, How can you walk into those spaces and change them for the better so that people are comfortable to ask questions and are comfortable to question why things have always done like this or why the systems are set up in the way that they are. And yeah, I think that's such a cool thing to be able to do. So I think as as leaders, I think everybody is a leader. We'll, We'll start there. Um, whether you're a leader like you're you're a sibling um, and you have younger siblings or whether you're a leader you're a parent and you you're leading your kids or you're a teacher or whatever it is I think everybody is a leader in some capacity which is such a cool thing for us to to recognize but I wonder if you can walk into a space 
and check yourself at the door and go, okay, when I walk into this room, what is it that I want to bring? Am I bringing um, a sense of purpose? Do I know why I'm here in this space? Kind of like what we've already talked about. Is there a reason you're in that space? And if there is, then when you walk in, is the space, like if you're walking into a meeting and I know that I want to get A and B out of this meeting, I want to build connection with someone and I want to um, get this one task clarified of what needs to be done. And I walk in and I have A and B that need to be done in my head At the same time, you have to be valuing relationships and respecting other people and what they need as well in that space. But you want to be able to walk in and bring clarity to a space in a way and create that kind of comfortable environment. And you do that by acknowledging everyone else, checking in with them, seeing how they're doing. And you totally have the power to change a space know that like no matter who you are or where you are when you walk into a room you can shift how that room is feeling if you walk in and I say you're just like totally shattered and you've had a massive week um that can be really hard if you're if I'm walking into this meeting trying to get a and b done and I'm walking in but in the back of my mind I'm going I really don't want to be here I'm super tired and I've got a million other things on my brain. You are kind of unknowingly bringing that into the space you're walking into. And so, yeah, just kind of check yourself at the door and go, okay, what am I taking into this space? And how can I influence this space to be able to um, get what's needed to achieve our why or our purpose or why we do this? All right, we're going to try do a really specific exercise to build our agility. So this agility and ability and willingness to change and having an open mind for change that we've been talking about, this is a practical exercise for you to be able to kind of pick an aspect of your life, whatever it is. Uh, it could be a weekly meeting you attend, how you start your day, how you spend your downtime, or how you interact or feel about a certain person. And ask these questions. One, does it have to be like this? Do I have to feel really drained coming out of this meeting? Do I have to even be at this meeting? Do I have to always not enjoy my mornings when I wake up do I have to always feel groggy does it have to be like this ask that question because sometimes things happen and change so much it can be really easy just to settle into relationships or jobs or a routine and a habit that possibly isn't serving you or doing what it you initially aimed it to do like it's kind of you've got your consistent why of why you're doing things but you can kind of lose sight of it as you become more concerned maybe with the outer shape that you've gotten to the point where your consistent kind of why that you're wanting to do or your purpose kind of driven has slipped away 
and you're just settling into what you're doing just because that's how things are done. And the question, does it have to be like this, has an answer. No, it doesn't have to be like that. There may be some good reasons why it's like that at the moment, but it doesn't have to be like that and you can change it. Obviously, some things are out of our control, but the things that are in your influence, what can you do? If how it is at the moment or how it's operating or running isn't serving you properly, it doesn't have to be like that. And just ask that question. Does it have to be like this? Nope, it doesn't. Okay, what next? Um, what's something that I can do to make sure that this is serving me or is um, kind of aligning with the original purpose that I had for it? So like when you're going into the meeting, you can ask when you're sitting there, is this valuable? Do I find this valuable? Is it is it good use of my time or am I getting out of it what I wanted to get out of it? And is it kind of driving me towards the purpose of why I do the work that I do and if you answer no then is it necessary for it to continue or is it is it value is the value of it just kind of delivered in the wrong way so if someone's giving a powerpoint and they're trying to share something but it's just mind-numbingly boring and not engaging it doesn't have to be like that but the essence of what they're trying to say could be really really cool but you just kind of change the outer shape so for example, in the evenings lately, I've been finding that I'm just quite tired and I don't really want to do anything. In some cases, don't really want to speak to anyone. And I'm more than happy just to kind of sit down, watch Netflix and eat some dinner. But it doesn't have to be like that. And obviously trying to still be kind to myself. But what is draining me that I get to that point where I just get home and, it, and it's like 8pm and I just don't really feel like engaging with my family or anything like that what what are the things that I need to maybe shift in in my normal life in my days that can still allow me to like enjoy my day and not get to the end of it and just feel like I've pushed myself a bit a bit too far to the point that I haven't had fun not that things have to be fun all the time it's good to challenge yourself but um yeah, just things like that, asking those questions. So if we're looking at kind of a presentation situation at work. Um, so if one of the things that I do at the moment that I've been noticing is I have always kind of communicated with my colleagues in a probably an unnecessarily formal or mundane way. I think um, because I just saw that that's how things are done. And there's a certain type of language that use, that's used and certain way of communicating things that isn't personable and sometimes formality is needed but um, it's just not that engaging like if I received this email I would not want to read it so you can ask yourself that question is if like if you're sending an email or a text to someone is that something I would like to receive which is kind of a good rule of thumb already but um, asking those questions and is it something that you'd find engaging or interested in or be connected to? Asking those questions and putting yourself in someone else's shoes. So being able to see the other side or the other perspective is so important when you're looking at changing or improving things because otherwise we can kind of stay in our own lanes and think about how it might impact us.
but try think about other people as well and things that you're changing but yeah no it's good so another thing is kind of brainstorming three ways you could make the thing the routine the habit the business the project the meeting the presentation different or more valuable so change is super hard let's just say this whatever scale it is and it's really comforting to hear that what you're trying to do is hard so if you haven't heard that what you're trying to do in changing stuff is hard no matter how small or how big you perceive it to be it is really challenging being agile open-minded and being willing to ask questions takes a lot of humility and the willingness to kind of be wrong and to put in the work and kind of go the extra few miles that you might not get any return for because it's not always a guarantee that it'll be a good change like it could be a complete flop or you switching up something that you was done a certain way for ages and you're trying something new it might not work kind of thing and I think in that time where failure is possible it could mean like losing precious resources or time or taking from kind of already tight budgets. That's something that can be quite scary. The possibility of, especially in a time like this where finances are potentially more pressed. Um, it's really hard to be willing to make change or to address things or do things in a different way because the way that you've done it might work to a certain level. It might get you 70% of the way to achieving the why of what you want. And that's great. But that other 30% is where you can ask the questions of how can we improve this? But sometimes it can be seen as a bit risky to try something new, especially when it's budget related or resources or time, kind of those limited capacities and things that we have come into play. So, a way we can kind of address that is reducing the amount that you're losing at the very start. So test your idea or what you want to do and create the space to think things through before you spend the money or the time. This is kind of just doing things scrappily, like with the good enough attitude. Like this will be, be fine, we'll roll with this, it'll work okay. And using what you've got already. So if you're wanting to run a small kind of um, retreat which is something I've been looking at running um, or kind of a weekend away where people can kind of come and learn and refresh like if you were wanting to do something like that how can you test it on a really small scale to reduce the amount that you're losing so for example if I'm worried about losing money or spending time on something that won't work how can you totally shift it from the start because we obviously want to hit the mark first time, but if we can dig a little bit deeper, like what sits behind why you don't fail? Is it the fear of what people will think? Fear of the repercussions? Fear of wasting money? Uh, is it just trying to keep you comfortable by the, like in your armchair by the fire? Is fear just trying to keep you in your safe space? Is it fear of, yeah, there's, there's so many different fears of what could be sitting behind why you don't want to create change and that's really challenging to address let's just say that but how can you reassure fear like if you're talking to fear trying to reassure it that this is actually a good business move and, and this is what are some things you could take 
or some steps you could take to kind of remove the smoke and mirrors from fear because I know I can definitely make things bigger in my head than they actually are so when we're looking at this retreat thing I could be totally blowing up the fact that this is going to be such a challenging thing to be doing and it's going to be really really hard and I'm creating a list of all these crazy tasks and actually it it might not actually be that challenging but fear is just trying to keep me safe so how can you reassure fear that this risk or this branch that you're stepping out on it's actually okay like failure is actually okay once you kind of dig a bit deeper and address the fears and why they're there it can make it a lot easier for you to address the possibility of change or shifting things and the willingness to be wrong and the willingness to put in the work which I think is so cool but yeah so a few more ways that you can make it different or more valuable if you've got something happening that you're going actually no this isn't hitting the mark we can do this better we can achieve our why through a different way or the different structure of our meetings or um, the way I'm building the relationship with this person doesn't have to be like this. Uh, I could do it differently. But yeah, so brainstorm three ways you could make something that you're doing currently that isn't hitting the mark for you different or more valuable. And just keep an eye out. Am I magnifying this? Am I making the fear of risk or or change bigger than it actually is and what's a simple step you can take right now to kind of reassure your fear and make it seem smaller or kind of demystify it but I hope this has been really helpful we'll do a really rapid fire um, kind of wrap up so some of the things we've talked about is kind of just acknowledging the changes that you've had to make recently and address the things that you may have done and shifted in your life that have been really 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 difficult changes or small changes whatever it is for you and address the changes that you may need to make to deliver the essence of your thing your project your meeting your life your habit in this global pandemic in a way that continues you're making your contribution to the world right because we're all about purpose-driven work and lives and just being willing to look at those changes and even brainstorm them an initial think of how you can shift things and make them better ask questions and create an environment where questions are championed and valued don't just acclimatize to the environment that already exists but shift the spaces that you operate in to be spaces that are willing to address oh okay this is how we've done it in the past and maybe we don't have to do it like this thanks for listening to another episode of scrap paper pioneers podcast totally connect with me send me an email at scrappaperpioneers at gmail.com if you've got anything you'd like to talk about or questions or suggestions or things that got you thinking today and have the best week